umpiring crew meeting with the coaches behind home plate as we get ready for game one of two today in the class three district three quarterfinals game one features the kingston cougars and the jefferson blue jays we'll get you these starting lineups brought to you by shelter insurance proud to be a part of high school sports Colin Sumter, the center fielder for the Kingston Cougars, will lead things off. He'll be followed in the order by shortstop Aiden Peel. Third baseman is Cody Yates. He'll be batting third today for the Cougars. The cleanup hitter is Wyatt Johnson. He's the catcher. His protection in the order is first baseman Owen Saunders. Uh, batting sixth on the hill, it's Seth Poli, the pitcher. The second baseman is Russell Dunn, the third. He'll be batting seventh. The eight hitter, Kyle Whitehead, the left fielder. And opposite him in the outfield is the right fielder, Brendan Yates. Again, the fielding or the batting order, rather, for the Kingston Cougars goes Colin Sumter, Aiden Peel, Cody Yates, Wyatt Johnson, Owen Saunders, Seth Poli, Russell Dunn, the third, Kyle Whitehead, and Brendan Yates, the order for the Kingston Cougars under fifth year head coach Kyle Nettles. Coming in as the sixth seed in the Class 3 District 3 tournament with a record of 3-17 and 17 overall on the season. For the fielding alignment for the three-seeded Jefferson Blue Jays, here's Jared Bettis. Sean, thanks. We'll start in the outfield left to right. It's Garrett Lalamandir in left field. The center fielder is Cole Williams in right field, Gavin Theoboro. And around the horn on the infield, Cole Robinson at third base, Max Schnitzler the shortstop, Blake Hampton at second, Mikey Frisk at first base. That is a baseball name. And the battery today for the Blue Jays, Wyatt McDaniel behind the dish on the hill, A.J. Siliberto. Starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agents. We're your shield. We're your shelter. David Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance, 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the parkland since 1955. That means the pitcher, A.J. Siliberto, will be throwing out the first pitch for today's game. First pitch is brought to you by John Boyd with Boyd and Associates. He's been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. That's John Boyd with Boyd and Associates. They're going through their final warm-up tosses here at West County High School, home of the Bulldogs, the two-seed and host in the Class 3 District 3 tournaments. They'll get the winner of this contest in the semifinal round, set to face off on Monday weather pending do you want to be honest and throw that in there there is a chance of storms popping up at some point today and uh, the contingency plan is monday for the quarterfinal games that cannot be finished today but there's only two that we got to get in we'll see how quickly we can move through these ball games colin sumter center fielder for the kingston cougars gets ready to dig in at home plate in the right-handed batter's box kingston wearing gray uniforms today with a green stripe Across the chest of the uniform, parallel with the sleeves as well, and a black stripe bracketing the top and bottom of the green stripe with Cougars written on the middle in white letters, inverse colors for the numbers on the back of the uniform, green letters with a white trim. A.J. Siliberto nods, sets, hikes his leg, delivers a breaking ball that's pulled two-third. Cole Robinson snags it. Easy toss across the diamond to first in time. For out number one, first pitch brought to you by Board and Associates, turning complicated matters into simple concepts. And that first pitch comes at 11.57, Sean. So we're three minutes ahead of schedule. Love seeing that, especially when there's rain in the forecast. It's going to bring Aiden Peel to the plate. Shortstop for the Kingston Cougars. Only a sophomore batting in the two spot. Pitch from Siliberto going to miss upstairs for a ball fastball curveball and a changeup from Siliberto that's what he throws 
And we were talking off air. That curveball, as Coach mentioned, could also be a slider at times. They're just trying to play with, play around with the breaking pitch. It's kind of messing around with a little bit, experimenting through the season. Is that one misses for ball two, two and oh your counts. Well, how tough is that on your opponents if you're playing them more than once and you pitch the same guy and he's got the curveball one day but the slider the next? That's it. It's it, if it's evolved over the last month because that's about how long it's been since these two teams have faced each other. Pitch misses upstairs, three and oh count to Aiden Peel. It was back on April the 12th when Jefferson hosted Kingston. They won that ball game 11-1. Outside part of the plate, called a strike. A get-me-over strike from Siliberto. Count goes 3-1. and one. Other than that, Jefferson's got the head-to-head series, 5-2 to two overall over Kingston. Kingston's last win came a year ago in 2022. Off speed out in front of it is Peel, and the count has run full at 3-2. and two. Nice job from Siliberto battling back on the mound. The 3-2. Breaking ball. Caught the outside corner for strike three. And down looking his peel for out number two. Well, that's a good job by Siliberto to work his way back from behind 3-0 and get three straight strikes. Strikeouts all game long. They're brought to you by Complete Vision Care. They offer quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient with locations in Lettington and Festus. Here comes Cody Yates to the plate, and he turns on the first pitch he sees, launching it to deep left center field. The center fielder, Williams, on the warning track. He's got it for the third and final out to end the top of the first inning. Cody Yates gave it a ride, but nonetheless, it's out number three, and Silberto works a 1-2-3 top of the first inning. To the bottom of the first, we'll see Jefferson come to the plate for the first time this game. No score in the Class 3, District 3 quarterfinals on the Parkland Sports Leader. AM 1240, KFMO. Precious memories left behind Bring us joy and peace of mind When we celebrate the lives of those we love Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin with love, welcome to Delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. To the bottom of the first inning we go. No score. That means we'll see the Jefferson Blue Jays step to the dish for the first time this ballgame. And we'll bring you their starting lineup as well. Brought to you by Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Max Schnitzler, the shortstop, leads things off. He's followed in the order by Cole Williams, the center fielder. The DH today is Samuel Stokes. He bats in the three spot, batting in place of the first baseman, Mikey Frisk the third. At third base, it's Cole Robinson batting cleanup. Across uh, or behind him in the order and in the field in left field it's Garrett Lollamandir in right field the six hitter is Gavin Theodoro the pitcher AJ Siliberto bats seventh behind the plate Wyatt McDaniel he'll be batting eighth 
And rounding out the lineup is Blake Hampton, the second baseman. Again, the order for Jefferson is Schnitzler, Williams, Stokes, Robinson, Lollamandir, Theodoro, Siliberto, McDaniel, and Hampton under the head coach of the Jefferson Blue Jays, Robert Coonley, 12-12, and an even 500 on the season up to this point so far. First pitch pulled on the left-hand side, backhanded by Aiden Beal, the shortstop, slow roller to him, enough time to throw to first, and he guns down Schnitzler hustling up the line. That was a really good throw from the sophomore Aiden Peel as he had to hurry to get that one over to first base, and he does in time for out number one. You met Aiden Peel in the field. Let's meet the rest of the Kingston Cougars with Jared Pettis once again bringing you the fielding alignment. Sean, thanks. Left to right in the outfield for the Cougars. Kyle Whitehead in left. Colin Sumter, the center fielder. Brayden Yates, or Brendan Yates, rather, is in right field. Around the horn on the infield, Cody Yates, Aiden Peel, R.J. Dunn, Owen Saunders, and the battery today, Wyatt Johnson and Seth Polite, the left-handed pitcher on the hill, throwing a fastball and a curveball. Sliced and passed the second baseman, Russell Dunn the third, and into right field for a base hit. A one-out knock for Cole Williams as he stands on first. Lineup brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers, located at 63 East School Street in Bonterre. Allow J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Samuel Stokes will step to the plate, the D.H. today. Into the right-handed batter's box, slightly open stance. And here's the first pitch to him, and oh, Wow. Look at this one go, deep to left field and gone. Samuel Stokes uppercut that one into the woods in left field, and it's 2-0 Jefferson. Well, Sean, that was a knock. It wasn't a question of whether or not it was going to be a home run. It was a question of whether or not that was going to knock out one of the lights out in left field. Absolutely. That one was a towering. That was a major league shot, Sean. The amount of airtime it had. And it was not even close. The outfielders gave it that courtesy run and look, but there was no chance they were getting it. Yeah, no chance at all. Any ballpark in the MAAAs containing that one. 305 to the corners, 355 to straightaway center field. So it's not a huge ballpark here at West County. Popped up high in the air. Seth Poli, the pitcher, comes off the mound towards the first base side, and he'll snag it for out number two in a 2 nothing ball game now following that home run from Stokes. Absolute moonshot from Stokes. I'm still wowed by that home run. I thought, Sean, that it was hit high enough that it would stay in the park, but there's no way. He just got all of it. It's not even like he barreled it up perfectly. He did uppercut it, and there was some, you know, it, it wasn't the perfect launch angle. That's one of those new popular stats in baseball these days that people like to talk about. Launch angle didn't have that, but... Power? Yeah, it had power to spare, as we saw. The 0-1 as Lala Madeira stares at the first one. He fights the second breaking ball off foul, and the count is 0-2. Seth Bully really likes that curveball that he's thrown. He's had mixed success on it so far. Williams was able to reach in his soft grounder single to right on that curveball, but Stokes saw one hanging middle of the plate and launched it to left field. The 0-2. Waiting on it this time is Lollamandir, and he hammers this one to shallow center field. The shortstop, Aiden Peel, back on the grass. He's got it just a few feet into center field for the third and final out to end what is an otherwise quick bottom of the first inning. Would have been scoreless had it not been for Samuel Stokes. Towering shot to left field. Two-run home run, and that's the difference in this ballgame. Through one inning completes, 2 nothing your score. Jefferson leads Kingston on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO.
Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. You want financial freedom as an adult, and as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit FSCB.com. Member FDIC. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round in return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. We'll let home furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. Top two, middle third of the order coming to the plate for the Kingston Cougars. It's Wyatt Johnson to lead things off in a 2-0 ball game. The Jefferson Blue Jays find themselves on top of. Siliberto still on the mound. First pitch lined into left field deep over the head of the left fielder, Lalamandir. He'll have to track down at the fence and stumbles when he gets there. Wyatt Johnson into second base, easily striding for double. Well, Johnson just missed that one, Sean. He was just, just didn't get to it in time. We're going to have a courtesy runner come out for him. But, man, that was another shot that got over the left fielder's head and You'll, you'll take a leadoff double any day of the week, Sean. Well, between that and the long out from Cody Yates, we've seen two batters in a row now hit A.J. Siliberto pretty well. They both squared him up pretty good. Cody Yates in a not-so-deep ballpark just hit it to one of the deepest parts of the park. If he pulls that further to left field, that could have left the yard. Here comes Owen Saunders to the plate. First baseman for the Kingston Cougars. Open stance in the right-handed batter's box. And the pitch to him. He'll pull on the left side. Snagged by the third baseman, Cole Robinson, on a hop. That'll force Hurley back to second. Throw to first in time, one away. Cole Robinson, that's one of those plays in the field that you make where you don't react. The glove just kind of reacts for you because that seemed to be the only thing moving towards the ball. Absolutely. That was hit so hard on a hop. It's one of those reactionary plays that you often see goaltenders make in the National Hockey League. Just snagged it. Didn't know how he got it. He just got it. Hey, look, Mom, I got a ball. I got to throw it first. Hang on just a second. Or pitchers in baseball went Absolutely. right back up the middle. A screamer kind of looked similar to that. So Hurley stays at second, courtesy running in place of Johnson. And now it's a slow roller back to the pitcher. Siliberto overruns it. Throw to first. Not in time. Able to beat it out. Seth Polite. Advancing to third is Hurley. It's runners at the corners. Game-tying run at first for Kingston. One out with Russell Dunn the third coming to the plate. And we'll see another courtesy runner enter into the ballgame. 
Well, that's a tough, tough play by the pitcher. I'm going to score that a hit, Sean. It was okay. going to be a tough one to make no matter what. Siliberto had to come off the hill. Just missed it with the glove. Had to go back and get it. Still had time to make the play, but beating it out safely was Poli. Ashton Peel, the freshman out to run at first. And here comes Russell Dunn, the third to the dish. He's the second baseman for Kingston. He swings over the top of the off-speed pitch from Siliberto. And he's behind in the count 0-1. And these batters today being aggressive, it was Siliberto throwing just eight pitches in the first. This was the first batter that swung and missed at the first pitch in this inning for Kingston. The 0-1. Hit into right center field. It'll drop down for a base hit. Easily scoring from third is Hurley as it's cut off by the right fielder, Theodoro. He misplays it, though, and they're going to send Peel around from first. The throw home, not in time. Two RBI single for Russell Dunn, the third, as he stays at first base. And we are tied up at two all. That's a great piece of hitting by Dunn as he's going to find himself at first base with two RBI in a tie game. And, man, if you're Jefferson and you come out of that first inning with a 2-0 lead, you're feeling comfortable. And then Kingston gets it right back to you. Now you're kind of tightening up and getting ready to come back and hit. But you got to get two more out, Sean. I'm going to put that down as an E9. I don't think Peel was going to be coming home if Theodoro doesn't botch that one. It's a single E9 scoring Theodore scoring uh, Peel and credit to him as a freshman for being heads up watching the third base coach that's in right field he has no idea how it's being played but he gets the go sign to head home and he follows that green light all the way to the plate and ties us up at two all so Dunn will pick up one RBI on that play not two though first pitch strike to Kyle Whitehead who digs in and he hits a slow roller that gets past the pitcher, Siliberto. The shortstop charges, can't make the play on it. It's an infield single from Kyle Whitehead. Siliberto reached down on it and couldn't get a piece of it. And by the time it rolled to Schnitzler, the shortstop, too much time had elapsed. And here comes Brendan Yates to the dish. And Kyle Nettles will have a chat with him as the infield gets together around their pitcher, A.J. Siliberto. Trying to pick him up here in a 2-2 ball game. Still only one out in the second inning. Well, there's nothing Schnitzler could have done there at shortstop. That one hit just too soft on the soft grass that you and I talked about before our broadcast. Yeah. Not just the outfield, but even the infield. The rain we got over this weekend or during the week has really softened up this field. And the grass is a little tall as well as a bunt fought off foul. And the runners are off the bags. And the umpire just, did he just signal strike? So they could have ran technically, but everyone stayed put, so it's not going to matter one way or another. The, the uh, pitcher that Siliberto was asking. The yeah, umpire, he had his palms up as strike? the runners were dancing around in between first and second and second and third. That time it's a definite strike, and the count is 0-2. I don't know how that wasn't called a foul ball. I thought Brendan Yates definitely got a piece of it. Well, I heard a ping, Sean. Yeah. Low outside corner taken for a ball as Yates holds up on it. He's behind in the count, one and two now. Umpire and crew today, John Barnett behind home plate. The fielding umpire, Keith McMahon. The one-two. Lower third of the plate, going to miss for a ball. Two balls, two strikes, two counts. Got Whitehead at first, done the third at second. And only one out here in the top of the second. And shy of a double play, we'll see the top of the order come up next. Upstairs for a ball. Count is full three and two. Nice job for Brendan Yates. Remaining patient at the plate after falling behind 0-2 on a pair of whiffs on bunt tries. We saw Siliberto work out of a 3-0 count in the first. Now we see Brendan Yates work out of an 0-2 count. Close stance for Yates. The pitch waits on it but swings through the upstairs pitch. 
and he's down for strike three. That brings up Colin Sumter with two outs here in the top half of inning number two. It's the second strikeout of the ball game for Silberto. Sumter's got two on, two outs, and a 2-2 ball game. Deuce is wild. Pitch. Upstairs, taking for ball one. A 1-0 count to Sumter, who is 0-for-1 today so far with a ground out to third. Throw to second, they have the runner off the bag, and he is picked off at second base. Uh, done the third, got caught leaning towards third. Siliberto lift the leg, turn towards second. Schnitzler applies the tag, and that's going to end the top half of inning number two. But we are tied up at two all as the Kingston Cougars get two runs off of four hits. One error, and courtesy of the pickoff, only one runner left stranded on base. Jefferson with Theodoro, Siliberto, and McDaniel do up and we return. Brand new ball game as we head to the bottom of the second inning. It's 2-2. You're listening to coverage of the Class 3 District 3 tournament on KFMO. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. It's not the kind of thing we like to talk about, but it's something we all must face. You can make things easier on the ones you love by pre-planning your funeral arrangements at Horton and Wampler. They will listen to your needs and offer several choices for arrangements, and then make sure all your questions are answered. Horton and Wampler Funeral Home, located at One Federal Park in Park Hills, serving the needs of Parkland families since 1991. Susie Caldwell Horton, Patty Caldwell Wampler, David and Dana Wampler are there when you need them. Spring is here, and now is the time to give Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton a call to get your yard from looking drab to looking fab. From tree and shrub removal, excavation, landscape design, and more, Impressive Farm and Home can be your yard makeover go-to. Impressive Farm and Home services Iron, Madison, and St. Francis counties. Call 573-432-2112 for a free quote, or visit Impressive Farm and Home at 476 South Main Street in Ironton. Bottom of the second inning, we're tied up once again, this time 2-2 between the Kingston Cougars and the Jefferson Blue Jays. 6-7-8 in the order due up for Jefferson. They got their two runs back in the first inning off a Samuel Stokes home run. We'll see what they've got to match Kingston's two-run top of the second. Polite's pitch off the plate for a ball, 1-0. Gavin Theodoro, senior right fielder to the plate for the Jefferson Blue Jays. He had that error a half inning ago that officially they put up on the scoreboard as a hit. They didn't put up an error there as that one's in there for a strike. One ball, one strike, your count. It's always They always have a, a little bit tougher of a ruling here at uh, West County High School. I'm surprised they didn't rule that an error. 1-1 one, one, hit in the air, high to center field. Sumter coming on. He's called off by the shortstop, Peel, who collides with the right fielder and hangs on to it for the out. And Peel has got some insane range at shortstop. That's the second out we've seen him make deep in the outfield, even deeper than the first one. You go back for the final out in the first inning, and he had to go way into center field, shallow center field, to make the play on that one. That one was probably more of the right fielder's ball, but, I mean, if you're the shortstop and you can get to it and you got a good angle on it, why not make the play? 
That's tough for the right fielder to be calling off the shortstop because it's not like you're starting off all too close to one another. Fought off foul and out of play, and they're probably trying to call each other off in the t- in the same process as well. Down is 0-1 to second hitter up in the inning, A.J. Siliberto, the pitcher. Well, I think if you're Kyle Nettles, you'd, you'd want your players in that situation where they did mine, 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 and, and not the you, 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 because yes. that's when it falls between them. The miscommunication error of both you going for it as opposed to neither of you going for it I think is the better one to have. Neither are great, but obviously you want to see your players being aggressive and want to go get that ball as opposed to trying to avoid getting it. Pitch missed for a ball to Siliberto. Here's the 1-1. He hits this one high and deep center field. In the back pedal is the center fielder Sumter who's got it for out number two. How important would this inning be for uh, Poli to get out of it on three batters or at least no damage done and send your hitters back up with the top of the order coming up and I say, momentum. I say all the time in baseball and softball, I love when you get to a pitcher one inning, the inning ends, and you got a quick one, two, three next half inning to get him right back out there. Don't really give him much of a chance to think on it all too much or mentally reset himself. Popped up shallow center field. Who's there but Aiden Peel once again with all the range in the world out of shortstop for the third and final outs. And that will end the bottom of the second inning. A seven-pitch, one-two-three frame for Seth Bolite and the Kingston Cougars. Sumter back up when we return after this in the top of the third inning in a two-two ball game on KFMO. Hi, Kimber Monroe, local attorney and proud sponsor of high school sports. With over 20 years of legal experience, I'm here to help you. That's Kimber Monroe at KimberMonroeLaw.com. The choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based on advertising. Weather is brought to you by Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. When you're looking for an accountant, what comes to mind? Trustworthiness, accuracy, up-to-date knowledge of tax laws. In the real world, considerations like those are always important. Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton has provided quality accounting and tax service for over 30 years. Whether it's personal or business-related, Stephanie Kitchell has you covered. Call 573-546-3104 today to schedule an appointment at Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosier does it all for you. The best and put us to the test. Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LaCarrie Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. Top of the third inning, top of the order for the Kingston Cougars as well as Colin Sumter will step back up to the plate technically for the third time this game. He was standing at the plate when the third and final out in the top of the second was made over at second base when Russell Dunn third got picked off by A.J. Siliberto. But Kingston has gotten to Siliberto in the first and the second inning. They've hit him well in both so far. 
And we'll see what they've got here in the third in a 2-2 ball game. Silberto sets belt high. And the pitch. Breaking ball, really nice curveball. Dropped in for a strike. 0-1 oh, your count. Silberto has a really slow windup. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just the pace that he moves at, but he kind of takes a step to first, slowly lifts his leg, and then delivers the pitch, and it's popped up. Foul territory, right field there. It's Theodoro, but he can't make the play as he crashes into the fence. That was a tough one to try to track down. It landed right at about the warning track, and he was going full speed as well. It's an 0-2 count for Colin Sumter as he's alive for at least another pitch. No balls, two strikes as Sumter back in to the right-handed hitter's box. The 0-2 pitch from Siliberto. Swung on, hit in the air, center field. The center fielder hesitates for a second. It's Cole Williams, and he'll back up a stride or two and snag it for out number one. Aiden Peel will step to the plate. It's one out in the top of the third inning, a 2-2 ball game. High and outside, it misses for a ball, 1-0 to Peel. This is our first time getting a look at the Kingston baseball team this year. We were scheduled to see them against Steelville back in the beginning of the season. That contest got rained out. The 1-0 from Silberto. That one dropped in for a strike, and I am loving the range that I'm seeing from Aiden Peel so far the 1-1 pulled on the right side slow roller scooped up by the second baseman Hampton he is lucky he's got the short throw to first otherwise Peel could have potentially beat that out and there's two down yeah Peel's got some speed if that was hit to the left side, like if Schnitzler is trying to make that play, I think it's an infield single. But Easily. Because it's to the right side and a really simple throw from the second baseman Hampton to first, there's two down. Yeah, I love Peel's range that I've seen from him at shortstop, and he's only a sophomore as well. Here comes Cody Yates to the plate. He'll pull a slow roller up the line to third, snagged by Robinson. He goes across the diamond to first. No, he holds on to it. He misplayed it. Thought he pulled it up cleanly. The uh, there was field single. There was no chance he was going to get Yates. Well, that's kind of like we talked about before. If a slow roller was hit on the left side as opposed to the right, it's probably an infield single, and I think that's what we got there. Well, I, honestly, Sean, I think if we didn't get rain this week, that slow roller, that's an easy play. The grass just deadening the ball whenever it's hit on the ground. You've seen that a couple of times today so far as there's a first pitch strike on the inside part of the plate or excuse me a ball to Wyatt Johnson count is 1-0 Yates with the lead at first it's a decent one over there and he'll go swung on popped up on the infield the pitcher off the mound Siliberto calls for it and he'll shag it for the third and final out to end the top half of inning number three 
No runs, one hit, no errors, and a runner left stranded at first base. That's the line on the nine-pitch inning from A.J. Siliberto as this remains a 2-2 ball game as we head to the bottom of the third inning. Jefferson with Hampton, Schnitzler, and Williams when we return after this. You're listening to coverage of the Class 3 District 3 tournament on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The pretzel crust pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy a pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches. One in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. Bottom of the third inning, 2-2 ball game between the Kingston Cougars and the Jefferson Blue Jays. As the first pitch breaking ball dropped in the bucket for strike one. Count goes 0-1 to the leadoff hitter in this inning, Blake Hampton. The 1 And that got him. Got him on the lead foot. And it's a hit by pitch to start the bottom of the third inning. Hampton is on. And that will bring us to the top of the order with Max Schnitzler coming to the plate. Do want to let those of you Jefferson fans most likely listening in the Festus and the Jefferson County area know that you are now under a thunderstorm watch until 7 p.m. this evening. It's encompassing most of the St. Louis area on both sides of the Mississippi River, but Jefferson County is included in that severe thunderstorm watch. For those of you probably Kingston fans listening in the Washington County area and the St. Francis County area potentially as well, our listening area is not encompassed in that, but the Jefferson County area is. So again, a severe thunderstorm watch for Jefferson County and the greater St. Louis area issued until 7 p.m. First pitch ball delivered to Max Schnitzler, 0 for 1 today on a ground out to short. Uh, throw back to first, diving back in time is Hampton. He's safe on the attempted pickoff from Seth Boley. Do you think, Sean, the high school level will ever adopt, not the pitch clock, but the two-check rule over at, on, on a runner? No, in part because the 
limit on the checks is only to eliminate a loophole on the pitch clock rule at the major league level. Bunt shown, barrel pulled back, it's going to miss for a ball as Hampton's got a pretty decent lead over at first base, doesn't draw a throw from Wyatt Johnson behind the plate, and it's a 3-0 count now to Max Schnitzler. So uh, when the Major League announced the change of pace rules, as there's ball four upstairs to Schnitzler, he'll work a walk. There was a great thread, and the name is escaping me. I try to tell everyone about this thread when it was first coming out about the rule changes, in particular the pitch clock. Uh, from a minor league announcer that was part of the experimentation year that they did. And he talked about one of the biggest loopholes that were exploited by pitchers at the major league. As Pulley delivers a pitch, it's swung on, hit in the air, left center field, and deep going to drop for an extra base hit and roll to the fence. Colin Sumter will throw it into the shortstop peel. He'll lead it up as it's a double. From Cole Williams, that scores Hampton, who got a late jump off of second base. And it's a 3-2 ball game. Jefferson has regained the lead on an RBI double. Well, one of two things there. A late break by Hampton, still able to get around. But Sumter, with a good throw to get in quickly, held Schnitzler at third base. And now you have the batter that hit the two-run shot in the first. Sam Stokes coming up. Do you put him on at first? Oh, man. It looks like they're not going to. They would have done it already. First pitch to Stokes. And he launches this one to center field. But right at the center field, there's Sumter who snags it. They're going to tag up Schnitzler from third. The throw comes into Saunders. And he'll just cut it off. It's a 4-2 ball game on the sacrifice fly from Samuel Stokes. Now back to the point I was making earlier as we've got one out here in the frame in a 4-2 ball game. Uh, The throwover had to be instituted because that's how pitchers were kind of resetting the clock at their own will you know whenever they were running out of time they just gently toss it over to first base and it reset the clock and so it kind of defeated the purpose of even having the pitch clock in the first place as the runner takes off for third the throw over is high and in there safely with a steal is cole williams the speedy center fielder for the jefferson blue jays runner at third one out and a one out count to cole robinson as the pitch home missed for a ball so that's the only reason we saw that. It's not like that was created to, oh, well, now they'll throw over less and we'll see more steals. It was kind of a byproduct of the pitch count rule. Yanked foul by Cole Robinson. We're all even at one ball, one strike. So that's why I don't think front. we'll see that here at the high school level. I could, I agree with that. It would be it, interesting, though, if they instituted oh, yeah. that. I think you'd see a lot more running. One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch from Poli. Breaking ball downstairs, fought off foul by Robinson. One and two goes to counts. You know, if it was something where that was instituted before or separate from the pitch clock being instituted at major and minor league baseball, then I'd say, yeah, maybe it's a possibility. But the fact that it kind of was a package deal with it was why I'm thinking, I don't know if we'll see the limit on throwovers happening infields in pulled on the left side into left field for a base hit Williams scores from third as Robinson's on with an RBI single with one out in the bottom of the third inning it's a 5-2 ball game favoring Jefferson Garrett Lollamandir to the plate with one out in the bottom of the third inning Arcadia Valley Tigers and the Clearwater Tigers both on hand that's our next matchup in the quarterfinal round Here's the pitch. Breaking ball off the plate. Going to miss for ball one. 
1-0 count to Garrett Lollamandir, who popped out to shallow center fielder and the shortstop, in fact, actually, Aiden Peel. The 1-0. Breaking ball off the plate, 2-0. Wyatt Johnson wanted to throw down to first to attempt to pick off of Cole Robinson, but just couldn't handle it, getting it out of the glove. Seth lead the lefty sets. And the pitch as the runner goes upstairs, but hammered into left field and deep. Settling just shy of the warning track is Kyle Whitehead, who will shag it for the out. Two down in the bottom of the third inning. That was kind of like a tomahawk swing from Lollamandir that was way upstairs in the zone. Usually you see a tomahawk swing and it's immediately down in the dirt, immediately in front of home plate, and it just has a weird hop to it. That one, though, it had had he swung level, Sean, that one might have gone out of the park. I don't even think he really had a chance to swing level. That was way upstairs. Yeah. On him. I think he was kind of sitting breaking ball, and then it was the fastball that he got upstairs and was just dead set on swinging at it, and it didn't have any break. Yeah, to make that adjustment probably mid-swing, too. Here comes Theodoro to the plate, 0 for 1 today. They pop out to right field, and the shortstop, Aiden Peel, as he showed off his range on that out as well. Throw over to first, Robinson back in time. As time is called at the plate. And Theodoro will dig back in. Decent lead at first for Robinson as he jumps off the bag and Johnson will feint a throw on a pitch that missed for a ball. Want to know your count to Theodoro. Upstairs, 2-0. There's a throw over to first, just a gentle lob. Count is 2-0. Seth Poli to lefty. We haven't seen him look over at first base a ton. And a lot of times he'll just get set, and he's straight staring down home plate. Watch here. He nods, sets, still looking home, lifts the leg and delivers the pitch. Pulled on the left side. Snagged by Cody Yates at third. Strong throw across the diamond at first for the third and final out, and that's going to do it for the bottom of the third inning, an inning where the Jefferson Blue Jays have regained the lead. They get three runs off of two hits, no errors. One runner left stranded on base. Kingston now finds themselves trailing as we head to the fourth inning, 5-2. This inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sanscar on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Leadbelt Stove and Fireplace, we can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at leadbeltstove.com. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. 
Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans Mobility App allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal Mobility App in your app store. With Mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozarks Federal Mobility App, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. Always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Lead Belt Stove and Fireplace and Ozark Modern Insulation in Park Hills. Bill Best, American Family Insurance Agent in Park Hills. Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills. Mineral Area College in Park Hills. And the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington. First pitch to begin the top of the fourth inning, and it's going to miss for a ball downstairs. Want to know your counts. A.J. Siliberto still on the hill for Jefferson, facing off against Owen Saunders, five-hitter for the Kingston Cougars, who leads off the top of the frame. The 1-0 pitch from Siliberto. Breaking ball that misses low and away for a ball, 2-0. and Siliberto is... So slow with his delivery and his windup that it reminds me of a particular pitcher. The 2-0. Low and away, missing for a ball, 3-0. and Is that pitcher a Yankee? Yes. Is that pitcher Nestor Cortez? It is, nasty Nestor Cortez. It almost seems deliberate when he's taking his time. And the pace changes a little bit. It's nothing drastic as there's a get-me-over strike delivered. Three and one, your count to Saunders. I did a game a couple weeks ago. I think I was here. I think it was a West kind of game. Mm-hmm. And it might have been Caden Merrill, but I'm not 100% certain where he did the same thing but deliberately waited a minute. The 3-1. Fought off foul, three and two. It's not to the same extent as you see from Nestor Cortez. You're not seeing the leg lift and holding it for a while, you know, like a karate kid crane pose, if you will, or, you know, the turn and long look to second. And then you turn back and deliver to home. But he certainly takes his time in the windup, like here. Now he finally lifts the leg and delivers the pitch. He leaned to first in the beginning of that. That one fouled straight back. Count remains three and two. So there's a little bit of it going on from Silberto and, I like seeing that from pitchers. I'm surprised you don't see more pitchers at all levels of baseball utilizing something like that. I get at this level, you're not, you know, a consistent pitcher. It's something you got to work on, changing up your delivery because it's not easy to do throwing the same pitch differently and getting out of your routine windup. But Silberto leans back towards first, lifts the leg and delivers the pitch. That got him. Going to hit Owen Saunders on his lead arm right about the tricep area. And he will trot his way up the line to first base. A leadoff hit by pitch to begin the top of the fourth. And Seth Pulley coming to the plate. Singled on a soft ground ball on the right-hand side that Silberto just couldn't make a clean play on. It's one of those games inside the game that you love yeah. so much about baseball, trying to throw off the hitter's timing. I remember one of the first pitchers I remember doing it, Johnny Cueto for Cincinnati. Yes, he's one of the best all time at doing that. Fought off foul. One of your former teammates at North County was great at doing that when he especially when he was a senior do you remember who I'm thinking of uh probably uh Colton Poorman yes I don't he didn't do that much when I in uh, my senior year when he was a sophomore he did when he was a senior though and there's one that gets away from the catcher McDaniel Saunders is gonna scamper to second base nobody out runner in scoring position for Seth Polite in a 1-1 count 
Yeah, by his senior year, he was like Johnny Cueto, where he'd just kind of lift the leg and hold it for a half second and then make his way down the hill towards home. He was really good at that. He'd do the leg lift and turn towards seconds. Hot shot up the middle, past the pitchers. Knocked down by the second baseman, Hampton, to first. In time for the outs. Saunders on that slow roller is able to make it to third base on the play with Russell Dunn the third coming to the plates. Well, how tough is this at bat for Seth Polite coming up after the long at bat where Siliberto was working all those different movements on the mound? It's tough for you to even get your timing in the batters or in the uh, on deck circle. And you're getting ready for the windup. He has to work from the stretch at that point. So it's a little different when you're working from the stretch. Siliberto sets belt high. Back to the windup. Leg lift. Hold it for a split second and he'll deliver the pitch. And it misses downstairs for a ball 1 0. He sets. And the pitch. Taking a step back and swinging at it is Russell Dunn, the third. Usually not ideal when you step back and then swing. I think he was expecting off speed, too, and he just was way behind that fastball that was high and inside. Count is 1-0. Russell Dunn, the third. Singled on a fly ball to right field, made it to second base before eventually being picked off at second as he foul tips that pitch. Count goes one and two. And when he was in second base and got picked off, that was when Colin Sumter, the leadoff hitter for Kingston, was up at the plate as well. And that ended their run in that second inning too where they had a couple, string a couple of good at bats and hits and scored some runs. The one, two. Lookout having a scoot out of the way of that one is done, and this time he holds up the barrel of the bat and doesn't swing at it. Down is two and two. The pitch. Missing for a ball away. Count is full, three and two, only one out, and first and second are open, so Saunders at third won't get a head start out of this. Well, it looks like Kingston might have changed their approach at the plate. Instead of swinging first pitch, every hitter in this inning has at least taken one and two, actually, because it's been a 1-1 count when the ground out was uh, happened to pitch a batter ago. The 3-2, hit back up the middle, pass the diving shortstop in Schnitzler. And into center field for an RBI single for Russell Dunn, the third. It's a 5-3 ball game. Jefferson still leads. Let's see if that can wake up the Kingston Bats after they went a little bit silent after that second inning. And this was the part of the order that got things going in that second inning for Kingston. It was the middle and bottom of the order. Swing and a miss. Oh, and one your count. That was a good spot on the fastball for Silberto. Low and away. There's nothing that Whitehead could have done with that one. And talking about Crafty as a pitcher, he's been mixing his pitches pretty well throughout this ball game too. Missing low and away this time, one and one. He sets, letters high, and the pitch misses downstairs for a ball. Two balls and a strike. Winner at first. And representing the game-tying run is Whitehead. He's one for one today. A single on a ground ball to short. That slow roller that Siliberto, the pitcher, 
stabbed at but couldn't get a piece of with his glove as this one is fought off foul two and two. The 2-2 pitch away, misses for a ball. Count is full, three and two, and you've got Brendan Yates due up next. LaShawn, there were just two hitters in the first and second total that worked, uh, first, second, and thirds that worked full counts. This is the third of the inning. 3-2, upstairs, ball four. The game-tying run has just been walked on to first. Done the third is back at second base, and Yates, Brendan Yates, will come to the plate. And Wyatt McDaniel, the catcher, will come out and have a chat with A.J. Silberto, his pitcher. Well, Yates was one of those two early batters that had a 3-2 count. He struck out swinging in the second. That was with runners at first and second. And they're playing for the bunt here as the first baseman, Frisk the third, has come way on on the grass. And swinging away is Yates. He's out in front of the breaking ball, 0-1. Yates, no batting gloves for him. Slightly closed stance in the right-handed box, and he swings again at the breaking ball, 0-2. The 0-2. Upstairs, misses for a ball, 1-2. You've got Dunn the third at second, Whitehead at first, Sumter, awaiting his turn on deck. The one-two. Golf that lifted high in the air. Left field. Drifting towards the line is Lalamandir. He's got it for two outs. And a little deja vu all over again as Colin Sumter will come to the plate with two on and two out. Lead runner is done the third at second base. see if Dunn the third is a little more conservative with his lead over there this time around. I think he will be. You don't want to get picked off at second base twice in a game. Especially when it's the leadoff hitter up at the plate. As Sumter is going to line the first pitch into center field, but right at the center fielder, Cole Williams. And he's got it for the third and final out. And that will end the top of the fourth inning where the Kingston Cougars cut into the lead of the Jefferson Blue Jays by a run. They get it off of one hit, no errors, and two runners left stranded on base. It's now a 5-3 to three ball game as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. You're listening to the Class 3 District 3 Tournament on AM 1240 KFMO. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter just announced big incentives on trucks. 2023 half-ton Laramies, 10% off. So if it's a $70,000 truck, the rebate is $7,000, and that's before we even discount it. 23 Bighorns, rebates up to $6,000 or 2.9% financing. And if it's not on our lot, we can order it for you and price protect those incentives. Order the truck, get the rebate when it comes in, get the financing when it comes in. Come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Farmington. Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Riverview at the Park offers short-term stay and long-term care rehabilitation. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, including range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics, also memory care. Visit Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve at 1100 Progress Parkway or call 573-883-3500. 
to make a positive difference in our community. This is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they too shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Well, back in the bottom of the fourth inning for the Jefferson Blue Jays, 5-3, they lead. They've scored in two out of the first three innings of this ball game, all but the second. Against Seth Polite as he fires a first pitch off the plate. Fought off foul by Siliberto, the opposing pitcher in this ballgame. Siliberto in line for the victory while Seth Polite faces a loss right now. Siliberto will look to help his own cause as he leads off the bottom half of inning number four. Leo one. Off the plate for a ball, one and one. Polite with the 1-1 pitch. Breaking ball, missing upstairs for a ball. Not enough break on it, and the count is 2-1. Polite wanted that call. He didn't get it, Sean. And I gave a look into the home plate umpire after the fact. I thought that was a fair call. I'm with you. A little bit high. The 2-1. Outside, 3-1. to Liberto, 0 for 1 in the ball game with a fly out to shallow center field. 3-1 pitch to him. He lifts this one again to center field and deep this time. Sumter on his horse, catches it on the run just a few feet shy of the warning track. Route number one in the bottom of the fourth inning. Well, that's twice now. Silberto's got into one and hit it to center field. More of a left center field that time. But, Sean, that's the deepest part of the park. If he pulls that one, it's gone for sure. And brings Wyatt McDaniel to the plate. Part of it, too, Seth Polite doesn't throw particularly hard. And one of those with pitchers, you know, the harder you throw it, the harder it's going to come off the bat if they barrel it up. And that might have been a factor in it as well. It's not like he's throwing some rocket fastballs out there. He's relying very heavily on that breaking ball. And even his fastball doesn't have a ton of velocity. Misses on the first pitch to Wyatt McDaniel. Count is 1-0. Misses high and inside with the fastball, 2-0. To a pitch. Upstairs, 3-0 oh, your count. With Blake Hampton, the nine hitter on deck. Well, maybe both lineups have changed their approach a little bit and taken a few instead of swinging at the first pitch. 3-0, there's the breaking ball that dropped in for a strike. Your count goes 3-1 to Wyatt McDaniel. He's 0-1 today as well. They pop out the shallow center field and the shortstop, Aiden Peel, snagged that one. A 3-1, hit into the gap, left center field deep. Is there enough air on it for anyone to get to it? There's not, as Whitehead picks it up on a hop. Big turnaround first for McDaniel, but he'll have to stay there. It's a one-out single to left field for the eight-hitter for the Jefferson Blue Jays. That brings Blake Hampton to the plate. 
Hampton hit by a pitch. His only other time up to the dish. He digs into the right-handed batter's box, checking the wristband. And drops a bunt, foul territory up the first baseline. We haven't seen one that's close, but it's an interesting ballpark here at West County High School with the grass infield all the way up the lines to first and third. Not something you typically see out of a ballpark. And that's got to make it harder for the home plate umpire to call ball, uh, foul ball or fair ball. As there's a throw over to first, taken off for second base. McDaniel, the throw from Saunders to the shortstop field, not in time. Swiping second is McDaniel after he almost got picked off. That's a good move by Polite. But if Jefferson is running that Stanford five run game against the lefty, you're going to go on any movement towards first on some certain instances, some certain play calls, and it might have been instituted there. And I like that instance there. I hate when you see a guy that gets caught leaning and he tries to dart back to first base because that's, I mean, we saw someone get picked off at second base trying exactly that. You're going to get gunned down in a lot of instances. Pitch misses upstairs for a ball, two balls and a strike to Blake Hampton. You know, test the arm of the infielder. It's not like these are major leaguers throwing the ball around or Division One college athletes. You know, see if you can get them scrambling a little bit, either an offline throw or a not strong enough throw. Pop up, shallow center field again. Aiden Peel covering pretty much the entire ballpark, makes his way into shallow right center field, and he's got it for out number two. Well, it's one of those things, Sean, with the Stanford 5 run game that you usually only run it when there's a lefty on because he can see you. What you'll do is you'll get four and a half steps usually. Then whenever he makes any kind of movement, you'll step one back and then get another lead, a secondary, and we get a balk called. And taking third base is McDaniel. And then there's obviously what we might have just saw there. If they're running the Stanford Five, where you're yeah. going no matter movement, you're going no matter what. On that instance, you'll get five steps off the bag because you'll know he's going to pick off and you'll go instantly. Mm -hmm. That's or it. if he goes home, you'll steal, too. And I like that at this level just because, you know, it's not the pitcher you're so much challenging at that point. Because if they throw over to first, you're taking off. You're not challenging the pitcher. You're challenging the first baseman in that instance. Let's see how you can react and throw over to second base. And is the infield paying attention? You know, is the shortstop running and covering the bag for the first baseman after the pick off to first? Or is he sitting flat-footed? I, I, that's why I like that. It forces action. You know, the first baseman now has to throw, make a nice, quick, accurate throw to second base. The 2-0. Hit hard on the ground towards short. Aiden Peel scoops it up. Strong throw to first in time for the third and final out, and that's going to do it for the bottom half of inning number four. We're through four innings complete. No runs a hit, no errors, and a runner left stranded on third base by the Jefferson Blue Jays. We head to the fifth inning. This inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsgraw in Farmington and Jonathan Stefan in Deloge. 5-3, Jefferson leads Kingston. Calling all PNC insurance agents. Mark your calendars for May 16th. Service Master Restoration by MMCT will be providing continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma live in person. This event is free for agents. There will be amazing guest speakers and free food. Reserve your spot for these continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma by calling 636-208-5653. That's 636-208-5653. Service Master Restoration by MMCT, a disaster restoration and large loss recovery partner. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. 
They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Eden Peel will step to the plate to begin the top half of inning number five. It's a 5-3 ball game with a trip to the Class 3 District 3 semifinals on the line. Jefferson in the field with the lead. It's Siliberto who delivers the pitch. It's a breaking ball pulled right to the first baseman. Frisk the third. He easily takes the bag himself for out number one. Third baseman, number three, Cody Yates. Here comes Cody Yates to the plate. He's one for two in the ball game with a long pop out to center field and a single on a hard ground ball to third. First pitch to Yates, waits on it and pulls another slow roller towards third. Robinson's got it clean, throw to first in time, two down. Great stretch by Mikey Frisk over there at first base. As that play was a little bit slow developing for Robinson. He just got it across there in time to retire Cody Yates. Well, that's it. It was hit hard enough where against most players, it's probably an easy out. But with Cody Yates' athleticism, as we saw all through basketball season this past year, it's not. I feel like any grounder on the infield is not an easy play to get him out. Here comes Wyatt Johnson to the dish. And Johnson holds up on the first pitch. Takes it for a ball downstairs. Want to know your count, and that prevents a three-pitch inning from Silberto potentially. Could take at least double the pitches here against Johnson than it did each of the first two batters. Off the plate, misses for a ball, 2-0. Oh. So Peel and Yates didn't get the remain patient at the plate memo that's potentially been passed around both dugouts. Johnson got it, though. He's ahead in the count, 2-0. Oh. The pitch. Low outside corner, going to miss for a ball. 3-0. and oh. It's a breaking ball that Johnson held up on. We look at it, and Cody Yates in each of his at-bats popped out in the first on the first pitch, singled in the third on the first pitch, and then grounded out here on the first pitch. And Cody Yates wasted no time at all. Meanwhile, taking his time and being rewarded for it is Wyatt Johnson. He lays off of ball four, and he's worked a two-out walk. Here comes Saunders to the plate. Going to see a courtesy runner over at first base. And in to do the running duties is Benjamin Hurley, the sophomore, in place of the catcher, Wyatt Johnson. Owen Saunders digs in. He represents the game-tying run in a two-run ball game, 5-3. to three. Jefferson with the lead here in the top half of inning number five. So Liberto sets the belt. Comes home with it. Right back to the pitcher, Silberto. He snags it, and he will run 90% of the <laughs> way to first. Fit, 
Frisk the third's kind of standing there like, dude, just toss it. He stops maybe about three feet shy and just a gentle underhand toss to Frisk the third for the third and final out to end the top half of inning number five. We head to the bottom of the fifth inning. Your score, 5-3. to three. Jefferson leads Kingston on AM 1240 KFMO. Have you struck out in the car game? Strike one, you've had credit problems in the past. Strike two, you hate the car you're driving. Strike three, it costs too much to maintain. Call that old car out today. Hey, this is David Sism from Samson Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Call that old car out and hit a home run at Samson Ford today. Don't go car shopping and get pushed into a high mileage used car you don't actually want. Drive off in a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty and get back on the road. We will go to bat and help you get approved so you can hit a home run. Have you been sitting on the bench because of bad credit? Get in the game. Bankruptcy and bad credit? Okay. My credit approval process will help you get back in the game and driving a new or newer car you love. Come see us, your home team dealer, since 1937, and get a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty, regardless of your credit. Don't get pushed around. We work extra innings for you. Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln now. See us online at SismFord.com or call 431-3177. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. The votes have been counted. The numbers are in. The word is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. The best hangout is the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lennington. The gang is waiting for you, so why not join them in the bullpen? Watch the big game on one of the big screens, enjoy a delicious meal, play a round of cornhole or in the arcade room, and have fun in a family-friendly atmosphere. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lennington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Cannon in Park Hills. Good opportunity as any for Jefferson to add to their lead is right in front of them here. Popped up foul territory behind home plate and oh, a few feet oh. behind us. So error fan. Well, you called him off, so yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's my bad. My bad. Count is now an even one ball, one strike to Cole Williams, who leads things off. Two, three, and four in the order due up for Jefferson, who are a combined four of five in this ball game, with a home run and a double, as well. A one-one. That'll lean back, Cole Williams. Two and one. Cole Williams is two for two with a single and that aforementioned double. The 2-1 pitch from Seth Poli. Fought back foul and out of play. Had an instance, Sean, several years ago when I was working with a, a different media outlet. Pop, foul ball, and I'm sitting in the chair behind home plate. Mm-hmm. I'm just directly to me, and I'm just watching it. All right, I got it, and I just dropped it. I had that happen to me last year in a softball game. Blooper to the third base, and Cody Yates takes a few strides in the foul territory and will snag it on a run for out number one. I'm not as good as I once was being able to make these plays. Been out of high school so long. <laughs> Never was much of a baseball player. That was, of all my sports that I played, that and basketball were by far my two worst. Breaking ball is going to miss off the plate for a ball to Samuel Stokes. Don't want to miss against him and leave one over the plate. 
County is 1-0. He launched a moonshot home run to left field his first time up. 1-0 downstairs, 2-0. He's got three RBI of the five runs scored for Jefferson today as well. His other time up was a sacrifice fly to center field. The 2-0. High and outside, 3-0 your count. You think he's got the green light 3-0? I, would give I him think so. I think he does. After that home run, I, I would not tell him to not swing. There's ball four. I give him one of those, hey, listen, if it's over the plate and you like it, just unload on it. But instead, that one way upstairs, missing four ball. And it's a four-pitch walk for Samuel Stokes. That brings Cole Robinson to the plate. You put the bun on here for Robinson, Sean? He's singled with an RBI in the third. Yeah. He popped out to the pitcher as well. I think he's your cleanup hitter. I don't know if I'd be dropping a bunt with your cleanup hitter. Ooh, hit in the air, deep to center field, but Sumter playing deep from the start. Just has to move a little bit to his left, or his right, our left, and he's got it for out number two. Well, Robinson, I think he just missed that one, Sean. If he barrels that one up, that's a line drive that'll get down in front of the center fielder, Sumter. He's just underneath it, and it allowed it to stay up in the air just long enough for Sumter, who was already playing deep, you mentioned, just to settle underneath it. I think if he's a little out in front or a little behind on that one, he shoots that to one of the gaps, and it's an extra base hit instead, too. Just one of those, hey, a well-struck ball, just poor luck for Cole Robinson. Garrett Lollamandir with two down comes to the plate. They'll check on Stokes over at first base. He's safe. And he takes off for second as the hit and run was on. It's fouled back by Lollamandir. Down is 0-1. Lollamandir 0-2 on the ball game. They pop out to shallow center field, and Aiden Peel made the play on that one, and I'll fly out to left field. Well, we saw a hit and run on a minute ago. It would not surprise me if we see it again. A hit and run done the right way is unstoppable. The 1-1 off the plate for a ball. I mentioned before, Poli doesn't have a lot of velocity, especially on that breaking ball. So I'm surprised we aren't seeing Jefferson just straight running more. There's one waiting on it. Lollamandir launches it deep to left field. Is it fair or foul? It's going to hook foul. Could have been the second home run of the game if it stayed fair. Well, Lollamandir was right on that curveball, just a little bit out in front of it. And he was hustling down the line trying to keep that ball fair, but there's no way he's going to be able to do that with the hook off the bat. A little bit inside as well. Could have missed for a ball. If that's over the plate more. And he's a little bit behind on it. I think he launches that out of the ballpark. The 2-2. There's another one. A little inside-out swing. It's a dribbler to the second baseman. Done the third. He'll snag it and quickly toss it to Saunders at first. And that's going to do it in the bottom of the fifth inning. As the score remains 5-3. No runs, no hits, no errors. One runner left stranded on base. We are through five complete. Jefferson leads Kingston 5-3. You're listening to KF... Three District Three quarter final round. That's where we're heading. It's a five to three ball game where Jefferson is leading Kingston. Winner of this one going to move on and face off against the West County Bulldogs here in the semifinals on Monday. 
We'll have coverage of that on AM 1240 KFMO as we take a look at the upcoming broadcast schedule brought to you by the Bullpen Sports Grill. we got four games for you on Monday. Again, this is all weather pending. So far, so good, knock on wood. Uh, the other contest we'll have is the top-seeded Valley Catholic Warriors. They'll be facing off against the winner of our next contest between the Tigers out of Clearwater and the Tigers out of Arcadia Valley. Then on KFMO Sports Plus, we will have Class 4 District 2 semifinals. The Central Rebels will play in the semifinal against the winner of today's quarterfinal contest in Class 4 District 2. And we've also got the two versus three, as all three of those squads will get an opening round bye. It's the two-seed Potosi Trojans taking on the three-seed, the St. Genevieve Dragons. You can listen to that one on KFMO Sports Plus. Find it by going to our website, kfmo.com slash plus. Upcoming broadcast schedule brought to you by the Bullpen Sports Grill. Visit them at 1500 East Main Street in Lettington for delicious food, fun and games, and watching sporting events on one of their big screens in a family-friendly atmosphere. Check them out today. That's the Bullpen in Lettington. Top half of inning number six. Siliberto remains on the mound as Seth Polite will lead things off. We'll step into the left-handed batter's box. He's got a single on a soft ground ball on the right-hand side in the infield and a ground out to the second baseman, Hampton. Liberto sets, rocks, lifts the leg, and delivers the pitch. It's a fastball that skips home for ball one. One and zero. Kingston in the top of the sixth inning has six, seven, eight due up in the order. As that one fought off foul by Seth Polite. It's a ball and a strike. We'll see what happens in this inning here, if they can potentially put runners on for the top of the order or if we won't see the top of the lineup come up till the seventh. But Sumter and Peel are at least guaranteed to see the plate in this ballgame, shy of a big offensive explosion from the Jefferson Blue Jays. Blooper, shallow, center field, sliding catch made by Cole Williams for the first out. Nifty play by Williams. As done, will come to the plate. Pitch to Siliberto. Here it comes. Off the end of the bat, sliced foul, out of play. R.J. Dunn today having a nice game out of the seven spot. He's two for two with a single on a fly ball to right and a hard grounder up the middle into center field. Count is 0-1 to Dunn. Really outside of that picked off at second base, it's been a nice game for him. He's made it to second base after both of those singles as well, but hasn't been able to get any further than that. Neil one. Low and away, kicking up some dirt. One ball, one strike. The 1-1 pitch. Here it comes. Fought back foul. A ball and two strikes. Got Kyle Whitehead on deck. 
Whitehead's been solid today as well. He's one for one with a single and a walk. This is a part of the order that's done well for Kingston. So Liberto with the one, two. Way upstairs, two and two. The Kingston Cougars dugout knows they're just right in this game. They're making a ton of noise over to our left. The 2-2 two -two pitch. Upstairs, 3-2. and two. Nice at bat from Dunn the third. As he has worked the count full, 3-2. and two. The 3-2 pitch. Breaking ball, dropped in the bucket. Strike three looking. Dunn is down on strikes for out number two in the third strikeout of the ball game from Silberto. Going to bring Kyle Whitehead to the plate. First pitch to him. In there for a strike. Low outside corner with the breaking ball. Oh, and one, your count. The 0-1 pitch. Popped up. Shallow right field. The infielder's back on the grass. Second baseman, Hampton's got it. And it's a 1-2-3 top of the sixth inning for Silberto and the Jefferson Blue Jays as they continue to lead 5-3 to three to the bottom of the sixth. And insurance runs, that's what Jefferson's going to be looking for when we return after this on AM 1240. Uh, actually, we'll keep it here for a second. As the Jefferson Blue Jays will come to the plate here in the bottom of the sixth inning with six, seven, and eight do up in the order Gavin Theodoro, AJ Silberto and Wyatt McDaniel all set to bat and Seth Polite's going to remain on the mound for the Kingston Cougars he's been really efficient throughout this ball game just throwing 65 pitches through 5 innings of work so far 8 in the 1st 7 in the 2nd 18 in the 3rd, 17 in the 4th and 15 in the 5th the problem is after finding a lot of strikes in the first two innings compared to the amount of pitches that he's thrown, he's gotten away from that in each of the last three innings. In fact, he has not eclipsed a 50% strike rate since the second inning came to a close. We'll take a quick break here on AM 1240 KFMO. Bottom of the sixth coming up when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader. Hi folks, this is Randy Hulsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. You want financial freedom as an adult, and as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit FSCB.com. Member FDIC. Bottom of the sixth inning, Jefferson Blue Jays leading the Kingston Cougars 5-3. to three. Uh, Jefferson going to seek out some insurance runs here with the bottom third of the order. Coming up after the six-hitter, Gavin Theodoro. He takes the first pitch strike. It's the breaking ball from Polite. 
They don't want. Low and inside for a ball. One ball, one strike. Even though he hasn't done a good job attacking the strike zone in the last couple innings, Seth Bullitt has found a way to get outs. Popped up high in the air on the infield. The pitcher, Seth Pulley, called off by the first baseman, Saunders. Will make the catch, and there's one down in the frame. And this is, Sean, a huge inning for Pulley. You want to get out of it quick and get your lineup ready to go because you'll only have three outs left in your season. It's 9-1-2 and two due up for the Kingston Cougars with Brendan Yates set to lead off in the top of the seventh. Silberto up to the dish. He's 0 for 2. Takes a first pitch breaking ball for a strike. Count is 0 and 1. Pair of fly outs to center field. That's the day for Silberto. He hits this one hard on the ground. Shortstop. Aiden Peel bobbles it. It's an 86. As Silberto is safe. Looks like he just in the last second skipped a little higher on him than he thought he was going to and hit off the heel of his glove and just couldn't recover from there. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's going to be an error after Peel's had a really, really good day defensively, and that one just ate him up. One on, one out, bottom of the sixth inning. Wyatt McDaniel coming to the plate, who's one for two. Pop out to short and a single on a fly ball to left center field. Time called at the plate and a balk against Seth Polite. Second on him in this ball game. We haven't seen a hit from Jefferson since McDaniels hit back in the fourth inning. Other than that, just a walk in that error that allowed Silberto to reach. Blooper to center field. Sumter comes on. He's got it for two outs. Well, Sumter's been really good out there, too, getting good reads off the bat, and that was just another one. as a little uh, easy fly ball, you could say. Sumter had to come in and get it, read it really well, and settled underneath it. Two outs, here comes the nine-hitter in the order, Blake Hampton. First pitch to him. Off the plate, going to miss for a ball. 1-0 goes the count. As Poli would like to get Hampton down here and get his team up to the plate without having to see the top of the order come up once again. The 1-0. Upstairs, going to miss for a ball, 2-0. Sean, I think Hampton's a guy that you need to attack with fastballs. The nine spot in the order, he's 0-for-1. You hit him back in the third, and he came around to score. If you can keep him off base here and get your bats up to bat, that'd be ideal. 2-0. Breaking ball in there for a strike. Throw to third in there safely with a steal is Silberto. Excuse me, it's a courtesy runner that's actually out there for him. Count now two and one. Here's the pitch. Off the plate, going to miss for a ball. Three and one now the count. The courtesy runner is Cooper Frisk. Here's the three-one pitch. Swing and miss, three and two. That was a good pitch from Polite in a 3-1 count. Went with the off-speed stuff, and Hampton just couldn't stay on it. Frisk at third, two outs, count is full, three and two. In a 5-3 ball game. 
3-2 from Poli. Swung on, lifted into shallow center field. Sumter with another good jump. He's got it for the third and final out, and that's going to do it for the bottom half of the sixth inning. No runs, no hits, one error, and a runner left stranded on third. That's the line from the Jefferson Blue Jays. Do or die for the Kingston Cougars on their season. 9-1-2 and two in the order due up. They need two runs to keep their season alive. We'll come back right after this here on AM 1240 KFMO. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Have you struck out in the car game? Strike one, you've had credit problems in the past. Strike two, you hate the car you're driving. Strike three, it costs too much to maintain. Call that old car out today. Hey, this is David Sism from Samson Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Call that old car out and hit a home run at Samson Ford today. Don't go car shopping and get pushed into a high mileage used car you don't actually want. Drive off in a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty and get back on the road. We will go to bat and help you get approved so you can hit a home run. Have you been sitting in the bench because of bad credit? Get in the game. Bankruptcy and bad credit? Okay. My credit approval process will help you get back in the game and driving a new or newer car you love. Come see us, your home team dealer, since 1937, and get a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty, regardless of your credit. Don't get pushed around. We work extra innings for you. Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln now. See us online at SamsonFord.com or call 431-3177. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. Well, three outs remain in the season for the Kingston Cougars unless they can put up at least two runs here in the top of the seventh inning. And we will see the top of the order come up for Kingston. We'll see what Brendan Yates has to begin the seventh inning. He struck out swinging and a pop out to left field. That's his day. Problem is the three to up combined 0 for 8, Sean. Oof. Especially when that's your 1 and 2 in the order. And it's not like Siliberto has been killing it on the mound today. He's allowed three runs to Kingston. They've been able to get to him at various points throughout this ball game. Just not in this part of the order. First pitch misses for a ball, 1 and 0. There's a fastball pumped in for a strike. 1 and 1 your count. Siliberto looking for the complete game victory. He's got lots of pitches still to work with a junior and he's only thrown 78 so far here comes 79 a one and one fastball away Yates chases it and he's behind in the count one and two the one two pitch here it comes swing and a miss strike three Yates down on strikes for the first down in the top of the seventh Let's see what Sumter can do. He's 0 for 3 today with a ground out, a fly ball to center field, and a line out to center field. He's put the ball in play each time. Just hasn't found any holes in the field. What a big hack from Sumter on the first pitch. Off speed downstairs. He chases it, and he's behind in the count 0-1. Well, I know the Blue Jays head coach billed that as a curveball for Siliberto. That looked more like the slider that he said it could also be sometimes. Yeah, there's definitely a lot less speed and more hook, especially 12-6 action from the curveball from Siliberto. The one hammered, center field, deep on his horse is Williams, and he'll snag it despite the late jump. And the 
There's one out remaining in the season for the Kingston Cougars with Aiden Peel coming to the plate. Peel 0 for 3 as well in this ball game. Strikeout looking. A ground out to second and a ground out to first. Ground out to first was a well-struck ball, but first to the third over at first base. Barely had to move to make a play on it. There's one that misses high and outside for a ball. Want to know your count. The 1-0 pitch. Big swing from Aiden Peel, trying to cut that two-run lead to one with a swing like that. And we're all leaving it a ball and a strike. So Liberto, the 1-1. Swing and a miss. The Cougars are down to their final strike. A.J. Siliberto sets chest high, leans towards first, lifts the leg and delivers the 1-2. Fought off foul. Aiden Peel stays alive. Count remains a ball and two strikes. If he can reach base safely, Cody Yates is due up. Yeah, you know Yates in that on next circle wants to get one more at bat. And he is not afraid of the moment either. As we saw all throughout basketball season. The one-two. Low inside corner taken for a ball. Nice job by Aiden Peel. In spite of the one-two count to stay off the pitch. There is no way in this situation I could have laid off of that one, Sean. The two-two. Breaking ball, fought off foul once again. Peel not going down without a fight. Count is two and two. Peel digs back into the lefty batter's box. Here's the 2-2. Breaking ball, missing off the plate. McDaniel tried to frame it. Not going to get the call that time. Count runs full, three and two. This is a really nice at-bat from Aiden Peel. He's hoping it doesn't end the season for the Kingston Cougars. He's hoping he can keep it going, at least one more batter. Here's the 3-2 payoff pitch from Siliberto. Cold strike three, the fastball on the outside part of the plate. And down looking is Aiden Peel, and that's going to do it for the Kingston Cougars season and advance the Jefferson Blue Jays to the semifinals in the Class 3 District 3 tournament, where they've got a date on Monday against the host and the two-seed West County Bulldogs. Your final in game one of two, five to three, Jefferson tops Kingston. In between games report, come to way next on AM 1240 KFMO, the Parkland Sports Leader.